Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And Chad's here too. Alright. Uh, <laughs> it's <so>, an audio. <laughs> so, um, today we are going to talk about Super Stardust. Uh, Super Stardust is quite a game but before we get into it we've got some feedback as you guys know last episode was our 50th episode and we got some just really really heartfelt feedback from uh some of our listeners chris folds and uh dream both posted moving moving tributes uh on the blog it was quite nice i was actually very i was very touched and moved and yeah it's lovely so we appreciate them we appreciate all of you for listening we really do um we love doing the show and we want to do it for 50 more episodes at least yes tonight is uh, also apparently amigos wear red night because uh both aaron and i and also chad who's off camera is wearing red it's our so. new team colors yeah yeah Go team red right it probably actually just uh, is good for the green screen too. That's yeah. true. It's it's the we they know that I don't care what's what, what's good for the green screen. I botched that already. So, um, Aaron, you've got some news for us this week, don't you? Just a little bit of news. Well, why don't you talk about the company first? That's a good okay. Thing to well, start yeah, this the, is pretty important. The big news this week is that the company, I believe, has been hacked. Uh, I tried to get on there um, a couple days ago, maybe three or four days ago. And uh, there's a message, I think it's Latin, key keterit invented. I don't know Latin. Um, but that's what you see if you try and load up the company.pl. So that's my first go-to place when we when we review a game. I want to see if there's a company version because it just you know loads right up. Uh, but it's down. So we, we hope those guys over in Poland are okay and they can get back up and going. Uh, I suppose they could have taken it down. That's true. But... Uh... Uh, and I'd wager they used up a pretty good amount of bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, and they never asked for money or anything. So, uh, but uh, boy, if, you know, if they're gone, uh, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I jumped on the company stuff when I was uh, training, and it was something that kept me going on nights where I wanted to jump off a window because I didn't have anything around me but a crappy little laptop. And it was great to have those things right on hand. So, uh, and if anybody from the company has any news they want to share with us that would be great i'd love yeah. to interview somebody from the company wouldn't that be cool? oh yeah because i mean those guys they're top shelf yeah know, they knew what they were doing but if you got hacked that's a bummer and we hope you come back soon um now there's some there's several amiga events coming up pretty soon aren't there there sure are i'm gonna check my event calendar here um of course guess how many are near us Zilch. Uh, zero that's how, that's how many yeah um if you are in the uk uh in the uh, London area, I believe. Uh, Play Nation Games will be celebrating the Amiga uh, in their own special way, as the as the web page says, <laughs> by hosting the Amiga Retro Event. Uh, it'll be held at Play Nation Games on the 29th of September from 6 until 11. Uh, looks like they're going to have a lot of different uh, uh, 
consoles and computers there, and they're going to have Amigas for everyone to play with. It's a good deal. Uh, I think there's a five-pound door charge. Not too bad. No, right? no. And uh, it's uh, if you if you check our Google page, I've got the address. Uh, it's uh, 17 High Street, Croydon. I know know nothing about that, but I think Croydon. It, that's definitely a place in England. No, I know that. I know that part. But uh, there you go. So if you're interested in that. If you got something going, nothing going on the 29th, head down there. Uh, there's also a, uh, um, you know, for I think there's a thing coming up in where was the was it Ireland that the other one was going? Yeah, on? Yeah, that, that one, uh, that one I think is tonight. It's, it's, I think it is too. Either yeah. tonight or tomorrow. Boy, if anyone goes to that, get us some pictures. Yeah, you know, we or record some video or yeah, something. Yeah, Jarlis, awesome. uh, we'd love to we'd love to see some pictures, and we'll share them here on the on the show of the first annual Amiga Ireland get together. Um, there's also uh, something I was uh, talking to Paul Kitching, Amigo Paul Kitching, and he's designing a T-shirt for uh, Amiga Germany, 30, Amiga 32 Germany. Uh, so this is an event that's coming up soon. Um, I don't actually have the date on it. I was checking to see if the T-shirt had the date on it. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, well, that's the one from before. Last year it was in October 2015, so maybe October 2016 this year is when uh, Amiga Germany is going down. That's an awesome looking shirt, isn't it? It is. It is. Paul does a great job with those. Uh, he's got several alternative designs. I think they're still kicking them around. He's got. So. He's a good hand. Yeah. He knows. He knows what he's doing. Um, did you know about this wacky Amiga Globetrotting website? Oh yeah, uh, a Dreamcatcher wrote about that. I think on the blog. Yeah, and I want to mention it. Uh, for those of you that don't ever go to our uh, webpage or amigospodcast.com, yes, or our Google Plus community or our Facebook community, and we'd love to have you if you want to stop by. But if you don't, like, I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, I never go to the yeah, community. I'm just I'm a slob, yeah. you know, but uh, uh, there's a neat website. Uh, it's a, a, an Amiga, basically, they call it a, glo a globe trotting site. Uh, it's I'm trying to get the uh, thing here Amiga map we'll, we'll put a link up but if you own an Amiga you just go there you fill out a little uh, like a little uh, pull down tab thing that tells you what Amiga you've got what you know uh, what the uh, type of Amiga is or where you're at you put your name in it it'll, it'll uh, put a little peg in the map and you can uh, move the mouse around see other people's little pegs and see if you've got any Amiga owners that live close to you uh, I looked, and there are none <laughs> that have at least filled this out. So I thought, you know, let's talk about this on the show because more people need to do this. It would well, be handy. You know, this this uh, this this leads me into something. Speaking of Amiga fans that are nearby us, all right. Uh, I got an email from one John Marshall, okay, who lives in Charleston and is a fan of the Amigos. Okay, Charleston, no West Virginia. Our I mean, when was the last time we had a listener that close to us? Never. Was that was that recently you got that? Yeah, it was while I was on the cruise. That is crazy, isn't yeah. it? And uh, he is the um, and he sent us a, a very fine invitation. He is the manager of a local restaurant, and uh, he's invited us down for a free meal. So, oh, yeah, a free meal, you say? Right. So we may have to make a pilgrimage. A special live edition of Amigos. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant on the air because I don't know if he wants me to, but uh, that I will tell you about it, and maybe we'll we'll have a special, very edible Amigos. That, was, that sounds great. Hey, yeah. you, it's nice to know people in your backyard that actually are doing this stuff. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. If I did, I'll I'll mention it again because I saw a video for it. Uh, there has been a PC remake of Agony, and the reason I bring it back up, I think I may have mentioned this a couple uh, last episode. 
or two, was it, been, it would have been two episodes ago, so I may not have mentioned it. Uh, do you remember Agony on the Amiga? I don't think I've played that one. It's a it's a horizontal so it's a shooter, shooter, right? Yeah. And you're an owl. You play an owl. You know, it's a psychosis game. That's right? right. Yeah. They have ported it. I use port in its loosest sense. Mm-hmm. They have convert. They have, it's it's it's. Uh, a are you tribute. saying there wasn't much? Uh, is it a totally different game, or are they? It's using? not. It's the same game, but it's it doesn't look the same. Okay. You know, it's nice. It's real. So it's smart. been recoded. It's not like. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it looks good. I saw. I finally saw a video of it tonight, and I was impressed. It looked nice. You know, uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a fun game. It's not. I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't give it props to being like this all awesome shooter or whatever. But it's like I mentioned on the on the Google Plus. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. So down and play it for a little while, and I always thought the owl looked cool. The animation was really neat on the owl. Plus. It's a psychosis owl. Yeah, I always thought that was kind of cool. So if you're into that, we'll put a we'll put a little link up on that. I thought that was kind of neat. You know, whenever I see that psychosis owl, the next thing that I think is I'm going to die pretty soon in whatever game this is. <laughs> have we now? Again, it's been so long since we did news. I can't remember what we have and what we haven't talked to. Did we? Did I mention to you about this final letter on the Defender of the Crown? Did we <laughs> no, that? no. All right. Tell me about the final letter of the Jim, Defender of the Crown. Okay. I recall there have been several final statements about I'm going to read this because, you know, here's a, you know, I know we bring this up every, say, three or four <laughs> shows. But since we had Sven on and we pitched and pitched about how the coolest mm. was going to be, and then I feel sort of duty bound. Yeah, that's to true. To at least let people who, because, I mean, there may be a few people that bought this on our account, on mm. our report, and, it, and here we, now we look like schmucks. Yeah. So this is, this is directly. This is uh, uh, the newsletter directly from Sven. I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, and, uh, if, again, this is also posted on our, on our various media. But just to, for people that care, I'm not going to read this whole thing. Um, they are getting, according to Sven, they have just gotten gym socks uh, and to uh, write the forward to the manual. And it's finished up. And they're having a manual printed. And now they're waiting uh, for the printer to finish up some stuff. Uh, and this this was out about a week ago, I believe. Um, so then they were talking. Then he went into the, on the newsletter about how to seal the boxes. They hadn't thought about that. They didn't have a shrink wrap machine that they liked, so I guess he's going to use an official Cinemaware seal. He ordered a bunch of those, and they should be in. Uh, and he says for Rocket Ranger uh, extended collector's cut, he's going to try to get those shrink wraps. The good news is he since he wrote that, I'm going to assume that there is going to be a Rocket Ranger collector's cup. Uh, uh, yay. Because mm-hmm. I like Rocket Ranger a lot more than I like Defender of the Crown, which I like Defender of the Crown, but yeah. Um, so, he says uh, they're also, he's going to write an update coming up about Wings Remaster Edition for the Amiga, which is also, hey, love, love that too. So, it looks like that they're going to try to start shipping this sometime in the next <laughs> few weeks. Okay, as long as it takes the printer to finish up what he's doing, they should and get those seals uh, brought down. They yeah. should be shipping this in the next few weeks. This is from Spin. I didn't make this up. Again, it's linked up. I saw this posted on a, somewhere, and I was like, "It's got to. We got to get that." So I grabbed it. So that's something. So if you if if you pre-ordered this, and God bless your patience. But hey, you know this is. I've seen stuff that people bought that took longer than this to come out. I mean. You remember the Pandora handheld? You remember that thing? Uh, it took forever to come out. I think it took literally three or four years longer than it was supposed to. Yeah. Is this thing still? Is this thing still able to be pre-ordered? Like, could you? Yes. You could get one to have for here to then talk about it, kind yes, of thing. Yes, absolutely. It can be pre-ordered. 
the last I checked, they still had plenty. They still had some. Now, that said, the uh, uh, the this new uh, news that they're getting ready to go may urge more people to come and buy, but probably people are going to wait till these things are actually physically held by someone. Right. I've been tempted them. several times to use uh, use some of our Patreon funds to uh, to get a uh, a copy of this, but I just want to wait until they start appearing in real meat space. Yeah. Um, last thing I've got, and these are just a couple of those wacky gray area CD32 compilations. Um, they have released a couple um, in the last uh, couple weeks. One is a ten. It's called Tennis Tossers. It's a. It's just a bunch of Amiga tennis games. Uh, if you there's a couple really good tennis games on the Amiga actually. Uh, um, this this uh, set includes Super Tennis Champs, uh, Micro Immortal Tennis, Tennis Cup 2, which I like Tennis Cup 2, Tie Break, CDTV, which I've never played, Tennis Cup, and Pro Tennis Tour. Uh, Tennis Cup 2, I'd say, is probably my favorite of, the, of that batch. They also released a CD32 gray area Star Wars trilogy. Now, Everyone knows that uh, Star Wars is great on the Amiga, the original Star mm -hmm. Wars game. It's a very close port to the original arcade game. The right? Empire Strikes Back is just as good, if not better. It's tremendous. And I never saw an Empire Strikes Back machine in the arcade. Did you ever see one? No. I mean, it was a... Uh, it the was only a, time I've ever seen one was at a at the Galloping Ghost in Chicago, a new arcade. Really? Yeah. Did you get to play it? No, it was down. Oh, yeah. man. Bad luck, yeah. eh? The color vector monitor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it all... But this will have... Uh, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I have forgotten about the Return of the Jedi for the Amiga, so I don't, I can't comment on it. I, I'm pretty sure I have it. I know I've got it, but I don't remember what, how it plays. I'm assuming it's a, it's a port of that Atari arcade game. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, I, I wouldn't think that they would have coded a new version from the ground up. Right. I don't think they're, I don't think it's Vector. I think it's the like now. Of course, generally. The people hated that video game, didn't they? Yeah, it's a kind of a bad. Did you, did you did you like it? No, it's hard. I ran into lots of things with my with my speeder. It is, yeah. I, I never could get anywhere. It's in not a game. snow speeder. It's like a woodland it's a, speeder. It's a it's a it's one of the motorbike things. Yeah, it's a, it's what is that thing bike. called? Speeder bike. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yep. Chad's giving us the high sign, so yes, speeder bike. So we're gonna go with. But uh, woodland. So speeder. anyway, if you're in, if you're in the CD32 compilation, it's a golden age. Of a sort of bootleggy compilation disc. Well, I mean, what was he doing? He's taking ISOs and burning multiple ones to a disc. Well, I, I mean, mean, but there's work involved. There's well, a, yeah, but I mean, it's not any worse than emulating a game on your PC. Nothing's worse than me. Right. I mean, so, I mean don't, it's, don't, it's, don't do things bad. But yeah. I'm saying. It's, it's a gray area just like, you know, loading up WinUAE is a gray area. Um, we have some side updates this week. Dreamcatch has been a busy man. He's written some tremendous things this week. Uh, he's written, of course, he reported on the Amiga Globetrotting website. Uh, he's got an article up about the, um, oh, what's her name? The, the... Martina Nervatalova? No. The, the squirrel. Isn't she a squirrel? That furry you're talking thing. about the show, uh, you're talking about the Eric Schwartz. Yeah, Eric Schwartz yes. and his sexy squirrel. Yeah, the sexy squirrel. Uh, he's got an article up about that. Um, I love that guy. Yeah, I'm telling you, I know we, 
We've talked to him a few times. We should we should like live stream some of his videos sometimes. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. They're they're very clever. The one I like in particular is where he dropped the bomb with Saddam Hussein, <laughs> as I recall. That's it's sort of like a la uh, what was the movie that did that? It was Naked Gun. It was thirty three to third. It was one of them. I can't remember. Um, oh no, it was Hot Shots. I think. He also posted a, a, a neat article about the uh, the Amiga, um, how they marketed the 600 and how it was just totally botched. And uh, so it's, you know, every time I read those articles, it just makes me angry. But at the same time, I can't stop reading the articles. Yeah. But did you uh, did you watch the little, not the plug somebody, but this, this person's awesome. There's the documentary. What is the chick's name that does them? Um, she does all this great documentaries. Kim Justice? Kim Justice. She did one on the on the rise and fall of the Amiga. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. She's doing one on Peter Molyneux right now. It's a four part series. He, Peter Molyneux is a real piece piece of work. Yeah, I recommend uh, Justice of Stuff. It's mm -hmm. uh, the work that that must take. Holy smokes! Yeah, Are you yeah. kidding me? Um, so uh, Dreamcatch has also got apropos to this episode. Uh, Team Seventeen, the untoldish story. That was good. Yeah. Uh, and he's also got one about the game that I never heard of. It's Schoolyard Slaughter, I think is what it's called. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kind of the original, uh, you know, parents getting up in arms uh, about this this public domain game. It's funny because um, that reminded me. I, I'm pretty sure I played that or something. I mean, I'm sure there were knockoffs where you mow down people mm -hmm. in the schoolyard. The one I remember was a, a Smurf Village Massacre. I think that's <laughs> what it was called. And you and you and you mowed down Smurfs. Mm. You know, uh, uh, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, I remember when I first. It, it's funny when you're a kid and you see something like that. And I wasn't that young, but I, I think I saw my uh, buddy C64. They had one. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, oh my! It felt like you're looking at something dirty. Oh yeah, like, holy smoke! You're yeah. going down schoolyard. I'm a schoolyard kid. You know? Right, right. As an adult, yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I do it all the time. It's yeah. great. mow down a schoolyard. So. Um, that's the site updates this week. Also, um, Chad and I played a couple games tonight. We played a game I believe is called Tearaway <coughs> Teddy. Might be Tearaway something. Male name that starts with T. Uh, kind of a fun Sonic-like platformer. Uh, I uh, we reviewed a four x four off-road racing, which is a really interesting um, racing title because you have this kind of King's Quest-like view of you walking around the street where all the stores are before you go into the race. Um, it's and there's crazy things that you do like um, it's not a really realistic simulator. Uh, and there's uh, let's see. And then I also reviewed uh, a game called One Thousand Miglia. And I don't know why I've just been in the mood to play a bunch of racing games lately, but this is a 1920s roadster simulation. Oh, neat! So all your—it's all open cars, and you have a co-pilot and stuff like that. It's really neat. That's so, cool. That yeah, be interesting. Yeah, it's an Italian game, but of course has an English translation. So be on the lookout for that stuff on the site. Oh, uh, check those out. Uh, that's it for the news. That's it for the site updates. I believe we're ready to move on to the meat of the podcast. It's time for Super 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 Stardust. Super Stardust and regular startup. I, I sort of looked into like uh, the both of them. Uh, you've not played these before now, right? Right. I uh, this is one of the games that I did play when I originally had Amiga. Uh, I played the original Stardust. It came out in '93. Now there's no there's no um, similarities between Stardust the Wrestler and Stardust this game. No, right? these predate Stardust okay. the Wrestler. Although which which by the way will be making his uh, Battle of California debut, Battle of L.A. 
uh, in, the, in the upcoming month, big uh, independent tournament they have out in L.A. Really? Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Is so, he out of WWE? Yes, he, he left. Wow. He, he didn't like the direction they were taking him, and he wanted to go out and try his luck on the indie scene. That's All right, maybe going. we'll see him in Madison. There's up. no way. <laughs> um, so anyway, Stardust was a, uh, it's sort of an Asteroids-esque shooter, at least a, a good chunk of it mm-hmm. is. It debuted in 93, and Super Stardust uh, came out in 94. They're sort of interchangeable. I mean, there are uh, there are some differences. I guess we should, you know, if you know that they're basically both sort of uh, jazzed up, demo-y asteroids, clones, that's sort of what, that'll get you most of the way as to what they are. Um, there are differences. There, the uh, the uh, Super Stardust has some reworked bosses. It has, uh, it has uh, a slightly updated graphical aspects obviously it's got uh, uh, some tweaks some game tweaks to make things run a little bit better uh, but it's generally pretty close to being about the same we played uh, we I, when I was playing I played both this week and there's just there's some subtle differences but, I mean it's the same basic uh, gimmick mm-hmm. you know the gimmick being uh, you're a you're in a spaceship and uh, you are uh, you are stuck out in a, in, a, in a kind of a one screen just like asteroids you can go in and out the back and forth sides of the screen uh, there's some kind of static background and, and with a little bit of animation occasionally and you shoot uh, enemies that come at you uh, it starts out as uh, asteroids that you can it'll be enemy ships there'll be uh, other other stuff trying to get you there's, there's, there's everything from weird morphing I don't know, like stuff that looks like a Jax, like a kid's Jax. Oh, I thought you meant Jax from yeah. Mortal Kombat. And it, and it morphs into a ball that like it looks like a Death Star sort of a thing. And then there's a uh, um, like a weird, like almost like like you call it a barbed wire fence in space mm-hmm. that would come out. Just stuff. They they alter the stuff back and forth. Chad, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just um, while you were talking about this, um, I was uh, looking up stuff and I found some videos on YouTube. Of a guy, uh, user uh, World of Long Plays, uh, playing an Amiga Long Play of this game, and the video is an hour and like four minutes long of him playing this game. Yeah. So, so if you, so if someone wanted to watch a lot of people, yeah, for like many, many levels, there's a way to do it. There's a long, there's a lot of levels in this game. Yeah. Um, there's of course you've got your standard asteroids level. Then there's you get to a certain which I believe it's the second set of levels where it's you're underwater, and that the water effects are. It's, it's probably just a cute background, but they there are obstacles. It's pretty clever. Uh, the uh, really graphically amazing parts of the game take place in the in the warp tunnels, which are, I think they come after every set of levels, and and they and your ship view changes. From a to a like a behind the behind the ship, what we call a third person mm-hmm. perspective, yeah. and your and your ship is traveling down a a, a, a tunnel uh, or a, or a, a wormhole. You know that sometimes it'll be a square and sometimes it's round, and it's the effect is uh, it's quite remarkable. Even now, you mm-hmm. look at it, it's it's quite amazing, and it reminded both of us of uh, of, of a laser disc title. Uh, it reminded me of. Uh, what was that? Well, I'm trying to think of the one I'm thinking of. There's one in particular that it reminded me of where you fly down a tunnel like that. But it, the effect was very similar to a 
to what the what the old laser games would do, where they would put an overlay of your ship over over video, and they did. Of course, this didn't have any video, and it's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, this effect has been impressing people for a long time. Um, I guess I should go in before I get into the effect, and so I'll go into who who did the game. This is a real simple one to run down. Uh, the developer was a, an outfit called Bloodhouse. Great game. <laughs> uh, Finnish. These are from Finland. Um, the uh, the 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 guy that basically ran that was a guy named Harry. I'm going to try to not butcher this, so any of our Finnish fans, please don't beat me down on this. Harry Tikkanen, I believe. Uh, he was the uh, coder and one of the graphics guys, and he and he was pretty much the guy that ran Bloodhouse. Uh, this guy's a bit of a wizard, and and I'll get into that later. Um, Bloodhouse never did anything on the Amiga except for. Stardust and Super Stardust. This is all they ever did. Every, all the guys in this, I'm looking down through here, and everyone from every one of the fellas that worked for Bloodhouse that worked on this game never did any other games. Wow, this there was a one trick. Yeah, um, this thing shipped on five discs, and eventually would come on CD. Honestly. Man, five discs for yeah. a shooter. Did yeah. You, um, did you? I'm reading other stuff too. I was just reading that Bloodhouse. Is now called Housemark. Yeah, that that actually uh, they they merged with with another Terramark. Yeah, they were they merged with another company called Terramark to form Housemark. Uh, and these guys um, all came from the demo scene uh, back in the day. Which, if you play this game and you listen to the music and, and and look at the way it's presented, it looks like. A pirate screen. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's got that that wavy background, that Euro dance trash. It's all there. It's got everything you would expect from a from a demo, and this would explain the incredible effects that they were able to pull out of the Amiga. Now, granted, this was in '93 and '94, and by this point, the Amiga had been fully fleshed out and but, been fully know, kind of passed by right. by many gamers. Uh, but these guys managed to squeeze a lot out of the Amiga. Uh, on this one, and some of the effects are still not quite understood. I mean, I'm like, not surprised. Some of that stuff, the scaling that they do, and uh, the way that, like, you talk about the morphing jacks and yeah, the things the, like that. The uh, uh, the uh, tunnel the tunnel effect is is very uh, impressive. Mm -hmm. And again, it's I've actually seen something like that in other uh, uh, Amiga title and in, uh, in Amiga demos. Uh, but you know, not not anything like that. Uh, the guy I read an article here where uh, Harry revealed that he still gets emails from people asking how he managed to uh, to do it, and he doesn't tell them. <laughs> he just tells them it's a simple trick. And uh, he said even the developers of that day had no idea how he did it. They, wow. were, they were stunned. That's impressive. And so finally, Graft Gold's Andrew Braybrook took the code and had a look at it. What do we know Graft Gold from? That sounds familiar. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure what they did, but but uh, he looked at the at the what he'd done, and he said it's a very straightforward technique that involved a series of animated screens that were twice as large as the Amiga display. But the, that's as far into the revealing what it is as he'll go. I think I'm thinking that Glum Gold, who was the <clears throat> villain in Ducktales. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the. Uh, uh, so, no one really knew how he did it. I guess a few people probably figured it out by now, but it's 
It's something to behold. I like that. I'm glad he doesn't tell people. Yeah, that's, you know that adds to the mystique. I agree. Um, something else I thought about that was needed with this game. I, now we should probably get into the fact that it's an incredibly hard game. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say incredible. It got incredibly hard. It starts out at a pretty okay clip. Mm-hmm. It ramps up pretty soon. Yeah, and uh, uh, we got. I know. I was telling Bo when I played this back in the day. I only could get to the warp tunnel. I just I only got there a handful of times. And uh, now, is the warp tunnel like a? I want to say that when I was playing the warp tunnel, it was like a bonus stage. Like you could die as many times as you wanted to, and it doesn't detract your life. I think no, we had to cheat to get there. So that's why you could lose as many guys as you want to. We got a billion guys. No, it's you you get killed. Okay. Um, The uh, it was. I remember getting there and thinking it was awesome, but I, I I. not even sure I ever got out of it. You know, I only, I got there a few times, but this game isn't like, much like a lot of the old Amiga games. It's really difficult, man. And the uh, uh, the cheats make you at least get to see the rest of the game. But I didn't have the cheats back in the day, so I just had to do my best. Uh, but uh, the warp tunnels probably should have appeared earlier, mm-hmm. or they could have been a game <laughs> if they could have worked that into something like a. Uh, I don't know, like a gyrosy sort of thing yeah. or something. That would have been awesome. Yeah. You know, I think they sort of missed the boat. They could have made a Tempest-style <clears throat> game and just had that as the background. They could have. There's any number of things they could have done. This this game, though, uh, getting back to the demo parts of it, the way it, the way it fades, the way it, the everything unfurls in it, the way things move, the explosions, the uh, the transitions, the the way the light is done, the way the colors are done, it's all beautifully done. The uh, the asteroids and several other things are 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 uh, rendered, you know, uh, a la say like a Donkey Kong's Country or something like mm-hmm. that, ray traced, and uh, uh, the effects quite good. Now when me and Boat when Boat first looked at this, he, he uh, we were he commented like you know this this doesn't seem that impressive. It's just a, sort of a, uh, a you know an updated asteroids on a on a on a flat plane, and that's sort of kind of true i mean I, I at the time i was like oh look at these effects but i mean when you boil it down that's sort of what it is isn't it i mean mm-hmm. i mean the one thing that i didn't understand and maybe it's because the way that we played the game but you're constantly collecting things yes uh the only power-up that i saw that actually did anything was the thing that gives you the swirling the swirling fire that comes out well you, you know. can get to the store well we never saw the store no, and they're, they're, uh, how many games have we played on the Amiga where we're like, this is too hard, and this is a, this is another one that's that's incredibly difficult. Now, we might because suck. even Blood Money you could get to the store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we were talking earlier, the best way I define this game is this: this game is to asteroids like the Lux Galaga is the Galaga. Uh, it's a uh, it's a very tuned up, uh, jacked up version with flair. That's no doubt about that, and with with the addition of that awesome that awesome level, you know, what do you got, man? Well, I was reading something else about the game. Um, apparently, there's actually a story in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a goofy story. Yes. But it, it's a uh, uh, it's uh, they say it's ripe with Finnish humor. I know they mentioned uh, some of the things I read about it. The name was uh, is the name of, of a brand of margarine. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, I think the girl's name is name of, uh, is a margarine name. Okay. Apparently, like parquet. Apparently, remember the wacky story that was in um, what was it? Was it Banshee or it was one of those games where they had that white yeah, story about the guy, the guy in, with the microwave oven, yeah, and black and white TV or something so like I'm, that. So I'm guessing this is something along those lines. Yeah. But at the, in the end of this game, you find out that you've been fighting 
I guess I can spoil after all these years. You're it's a you're fighting a penguin, and you uh, uh, uh cosmic penguin. Yeah, and he uh, and now he <clears throat> again in in, in Super Stardust he appears early, and 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 uh, and you know what you're doing at that point. That's sort of the 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 uh, the cat's out of the bag. But I mean the uh, it's 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 wacky. You know, it, it's weird to take a game like this into a wacky area, but I guess this is just, I don't know, this is a European thing maybe that I don't quite understand, you know. I think that, you know, I feel like a lot of European developers really felt like their, na- their game needed to have a really extensive story. Um, and maybe they did. Maybe that was how they sold games in Europe. In America, I just, I don't remember caring about any stories for any games. I was just like, shooting stuff, let's go. Yeah, well... You know? Uh, like the story is about a mad professor, and which that I guess that ends up being a penguin. There are secret agents that are those meteors are secret agents in disguise, according to the story. And uh, it says uh, a final level is in this is named after a Finnish town, and the princess is named after Brain of Margarine. So pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, something else I found out when I was looking through this uh, when Harry began working on this game. He, it wasn't the first thing he picked up. He was actually working on another game, and he found out that Swedish developer Digital Illusions was about to release a very similar game. Mm. And so he quit. What was the game? It was Pinball Dreams. Right, right. So I guess he was working on a pinball game of his own uh, before he he got wind of, of Pinball Dreams, and so he switched over to this. So it's kind of it's kind of neat that yeah. two of the more iconic games came out around the same, you know, and they, you know, one, who knows what would have happened to the game. Boy, Pinball Dreams came out in 93. I'm not sure exactly when it came out. Okay. It's got to be close, though. Yeah, somewhere around there. We don't know how long he was working on this either. Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> something I thought was neat about the end of this, uh, if you beat the game, uh, he, he uh, the uh, the end of this game has a series of the, uh, like sort of like thank yous uh, that, and where the where the guys actually talk about other, uh, uh, other artists that they like. Uh, on the on the Amiga, they name they name a bunch of uh, different game developers and the names. And so I thought that was kind of cool, mm-hmm. kind of a neat little tribute. You don't you don't see that too often. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen that. But I guess it's a little pat on the back to your buddies in the industry. Um, so, given the time you spent with this, and since I showed you the warp tunnels with the cheat, I'm guessing you didn't see them up to this point. <laughs> no, no. What did you think of this game uh, as just as a game, so on its own merits? With you know, um, to be honest with you, if you can't. It doesn't matter how much cool stuff is in a is in a game if you don't front load some of that content at the beginning to kind of give me a taste of it, I'm never going to see it. So why do I care? And that's the way I feel about this game. Um, if you don't get to the warp tunnels, you're playing asteroids. Uh, I never got to the shop. I never even knew there was a shop. Uh, maybe if I would have had the manual and read about it, but I got to the fifth or sixth level, and I feel like if you're doing that well, you need to show me what's coming down the road a little bit. Um, the, the asteroids are animated well, uh, they come in different colors that are very nice. Um, the ships, when you run out of time, one thing we didn't mention is that it's a time, the levels are timed, and if you run out of time, the asteroids turn into these little mini ships that are very difficult to kill, and they stay with you until you complete the level. Um, now once we did get to the warp tunnels, I was very impressed. It's a very impressive technical thing. It's very hard though. I mean, like you got those rockets coming at you and it's coming they're coming at you super super fast and the best thing you can do is just get out of the way. Yeah. Um but like I said graphically for the Amiga, it's very good. Um 
I never saw that you said that there was a stage with Jupiter that had on the on on, on the original Stardust. The first stage is just like this. The planet just has this like open and closing like dot or jaws mm -hmm. or mouth. And I, just, I remember saying, so I I don't I am you know, it may be appear later on. I didn't see it anymore. because on each one of the backgrounds, I think we saw three different backgrounds uh, that weren't the warp tunnel, and none of those had animation. So you're basically looking at an asteroid screen with really pretty asteroids. So you don't sound very impressed. It's a fun game for what it is, but I don't honestly, I honestly don't know how this game achieved kind of immortal status within the Amiga community. I think we've played much better games that are much less well known, mm -hmm. um, like Banshee, for instance. Well, yeah, I have to agree with you on that. The uh, this came out on a, on a, on a really not a ton of well, I guess over the years this came out on more. Came out on the Amiga, obviously. It came out on the Atari ST. E. Hmm. What do you know about the Atari STE? Boy, you know, I was just reading about that in the Atari book you let me borrow. Uh, I think that it was the it was the successor to the 520. It was the it was the uh, is there a model called the TT? This was some I think this was somewhere between a, a 520 and a TT. Yeah, yeah, because the TT was the last one. I read that this was one of the first, if not the first, game to support the STE. Okay, and the special. Advanced memory had, or whatever you had, it. yeah, special chip or something. Uh, this also came out for DOS. Uh, I have read uh, two different reports on the DOS. I tried to, I watched some video of it. I was like, man, I couldn't really see much out of it. But um, the, it was done by different programmers, and it uh, it was not very good mm. on, on on the PC. That's and a media game ported to DOS, not good. What? Well, yeah, I know. Um, the uh, the uh, game uh, ended up being sort of brought back from the dead, I guess, or reimagined. I guess. Why is from your grave? Yeah, I mean, you have uh, you have a uh, man. <laughs> no more, uh, no more weird double word booze for you for the show. You have. Uh, 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 have you played, anybody played the new one, PS4? Well, they were Super Stardust HD, which was a huge thing on the 360 and the, and the PlayStation 3. But I, thought I, was a, I thought it was on the PS4. No, because it's old. I mean, it's Is five it that or six old? years old by now. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, it looked defendery to me. Am I, was I way off base there? Well, you know, the Geometry Wars was one of the biggest titles uh, for the last generation. Yeah. And I think they wanted to capitalize on that by making a new version. Well, Super, uh, Super Stardust HD was very popular. Mm -hmm. uh, it was. And so, which was that's nice, you know. And and uh, these guys are still around Housemark. They are um, arguably the oldest Finnish software development place, gaming place there is that's still around. Uh, so, and they they've done a ton of stuff. I I looked over uh, I looked over some of the stuff they've done over the past few years. I mean, they've done uh, they like the, a, a big title for them. They did one of the first big uh, 3D effects sort of uh snowboarding games uh that and it was sold like tons like it was like a hundred it was like a one and a half million copies i never even heard of it you know uh they did um the angry birds trilogy they did them they did reso gun if you ever played yeah, that that's yeah. a good game um they're working on super stardust vr oh well we're gonna have to try that out because your brother is a vr yeah mastermind, it could be so. interesting we may have to bring brent in for a yeah. special uh for a special uh uh report on on that when it comes out um i looked at the reviews on this 
I actually looked up the reviews on 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 both the games, and they were both the uh, the the uh, Super Stardust got you know it was mostly nineties, you know it was real popular and. Uh, and regular Stardust also was in mm-hmm. the upper 80s I, can, I mean, for what was coming out towards the end of the Amiga's life, this is definitely in that upper echelon. It's a, it's a very, it's a solid title. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did my gimmick on eBay. I looked both these up just for fun. Uh, right now, if you hurry, <laughs> you can get Stardust boxed original uh, for you in uh, for 104 U.S. dollars shipped. All right. If you're in the if you're in the UK, you can get it a little cheaper between twenty four and say forty five US dollars. Super Stardust, uh, you can I didn't see any copies available here. Um, I think I might even own that. Now that I think about it, I should go back. I should have looked at my library of CD thirty two games. I may actually own Super yeah. Stardust. Um, wow, I, then that means I'm, I can sell it for thirty six bucks in the UK. <laughs> You won't own it for long, apparently. And I, and I, and I saw a forty-five U.S. dollar uh, copy in Italy, so they're out there. It's not the rarest thing I've seen. It's not the most expensive thing I've seen. I wouldn't pay one hundred four bucks, you know. But if you know, if you're motivated, yeah. you know, go ahead, yeah. treat yourself. All right. Uh, me personally, I like I like Super Stardust. It was a. Uh, I sometimes I just like a simple game, and. Sometimes I want to sit around and just listen to some Euro beat house music, blow the hell out of stuff, and and look at the cool backgrounds and and do the best I can. And I always dug it. Again, it was not a game that I was particularly good at, but I always thought it was enjoyable. I played it a lot this week. I went back and played it some more, and it was fun. Uh, I played more Super Stardust this week than I've ever played, and it's fun too. You know, they're both fun. I like the music, you know. I, I like house and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you're into that techno, mm-hmm. so I, I dug it, you know. And uh, you, I, I'd love to have it hooked up to a big stereo and have oh, it on a big TV, it would be you know, for sure. So you know, and, and when they get the VR out, I'm gonna be down with that too. That'd be cool, you know. Hey, that tunnel would look awesome in oh, VR, man, right? Yeah. So you know, overall, I think I liked it a lot more than you actually. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the this isn't like Lionheart where you absolutely no, no, hated it, no. but. I, I I think it's a fun game. Is is it is it on par with the best shooters we've? I mean, I don't like I said. It's a lot like a deluxe asteroid. Yeah. But I don't think this is on the same level as say deluxe Galaga. For me personally, I like I like deluxe Galaga mm-hmm. more. Uh, well, I like Galaga more than asteroids too. So yeah, I like them both. But I, and like I said, this this is a good game. There, these guys were having a very demoy look at it. You know, that's what I liked about it. I like that demoy feel. And uh, I like games like that. So overall, I give it a, a, a thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Well, I give it a thumbs up with some caveats. Uh, I will now read our Patreon sponsors in the style of Robert Plant and Over the Hills and Far Away. <laughs> Laurent Jude Jonas Rulo Loggins, Loggins, Loggins Colbjorn Parman, Tapes from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Foles, Will Williams, Daniel Bankston, Zach Zimmerman, Brian's Retro Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. What are we going to do next weekend? <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna deafen myself before I come back, I'm <laughs> damn sure. 
Oh God! You didn't enjoy that? There's I've been working enough, on that all week. There's not enough moss dudes in this house. Ship. I was, really? I was right. Yeah. Good they Lord. love me on there. Siren song. How many how many ships did you lure to the rocks there, boat? <laughs> Good God Almighty! I don't know what we're doing next week, but man, I'm going to leave early. Holy smokes! I'm sorry, folks. I thought about doing. I got some ideas. For we you. used to have Patreon, uh, you know, supporters. They're all gone now. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to have your name added to this list, um, which I know you do, uh, just visit our page at Patreon.com/slash/AmigosPodcast. I can't think of a more ringing endorsement. I mean, people yeah, my say, ears are ringing. People say that I sound exactly like Robert Plant, and I look like Antonio Banderas. Really? Yeah. It's the ultimate combo. It's the one-two punch. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Well. One fist of iron, the other is steel. I haven't seen those guys recently, but they must be in bad shape. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> smokes. Next week, we're going to do Three Stooges. Uh, Cinema Wear. How appropriate. Chad, it's the third. <laughs> Cinema Wear. <laughs> another, uh, what is the, what is, do they have a catchphrase? They don't, do they? We're awesome. Sweetenly? Is that them? Oh, the Stooges? Yeah. I guess the hello, hello, hello thing. That's kind hello. of the catchphrase. Let's do it. Here we go. Hello. 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 That hello. was awesome. Wow. Okay. We screwed that up, don't we? That was me. <laughs> so, stay tuned for that. Until next time, adios. adios.